Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm my chip ups, man. I got this, yeah. Ankle Pickers, welcome back. Sunday night, 12-6, coming at you for a dot five episode to set the spread. We've got Danny, we've got Reese. Dan, how you doing? Doing well. Riding high off of victory last week. What victory? Set the spread, the only victory I had. Oh, I was about to say, what you, what you talking about? We got Reese's Garner Minshew looking ass. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling sexy. And I'm coming off a win, an actual win of, of seeing green in the unit system. So we're, we're happy on my end. Putting up results, that's for sure. Noted on the graphic later in the week, that'll be the case. We've got an awesome card coming up this week, UFC 256. Top to bottom, just some exciting fights, but particularly the main card. No time for piss breaks. We're just going to go all the way through, hold it all in, drink a million beers, and have a day. Sounds like a plan to me. Let's jump right in. Let's set the spread. Wasting no time here. 4-4-1 overall record in the set the spread game between at MMA capper underscore DK and at Kingpin MMA. So this will be a tiebreaker and it'll be the lead going into the last event of the year, unfortunately, wow. to say it, but that'll be the case. Wow. The winner tonight cannot lose outright. They're, they'll have them dormy. That's a golf term for all the non-golf fans out there. Anyways, let's jump right in. Kicking off the main card, we've got a heavyweight bout, Junior Dos Santos and Cyril Gan. DK coming off the win last week. Why don't you kick things off? Yeah, this one is one I'm really excited for. I've talked about in a bunch of episodes how high I am on Cyril Gan. But JDS is a legend. I don't really care that he's coming off of three losses. Those are some of the toughest competition in the in the entire UFC being Nganu, Blades, and Rosenstrike. I'm seeing JDS as a slight favorite here, minus 110. But I, I'm really excited about this one because I think that this is going to be the last time that you have a nice line betting Cyril Gan. I think that his entire career is going to be inflated from here on out until he gets a Nganu or like a Stipe. Stipe won't be around for enough for Cyril to move up that much. But JDS is a big test for him. And I think that this is going to be the last time to make a lot of money with Cyril gone. Hmm. I like that. I like a lot about what you said about JDS because I've soured on him recently as in I've always loved the guy. He's an amazing guy. I love when he coached tough and stuff, but going in on a three-fight losing streak. But when you dive deeper in, just like Danny said, Jair Rosenstruck packs a lot of power. Curtis Blades, obviously going to contend for the title soon. Francis Ngannou. And then before that, it was Stipe and Alistair. So it's all justified. Um, nonetheless, I think that where you're off base is this Cyril Gan hype train I don't think can be be derailed. I think that if it was an even line and you drew, and you were guessing for the open, that's fine. I, if, I would be shocked if it wasn't steamed up by now. I'm going to say Cyril Gaon minus 
80. And I think that JDS is probably still not the right bet, but I would I stay away at that line. What kind of number is it going to take for y'all to bet JDS here? What kind of, um, I'll probably I bet him if it's like two hundred and above. Maybe that's what I was going to say. If I'm getting two to one, I'll take the expertise or the ex- experience. I don't want to say, but I like that's a number I hate to lay because of how much I love Ciro, but like it's a big number. So Ciro Gon's a favorite here. It's up to minus 420 right now. JDS is catching a 320 positive line. I mean, this is the heavyweight division. One punch can turn anyone down. Cyril Gon opened at minus 270. Wow. This is not like the Dolizes or the Evloevs or the whatever, all the prospects in lighter divisions that one punch can turn any heavyweight lights out. Four tens or four thirty or whatever it is, that's absurd. But that's also I've seen JDS. I don't know if JDS even wants to be in there anymore. My whole analysis was let's make a bunch of money with Cyril Gone. Yeah, now <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah, All I was right. about to say it's Cyril Gone minus one ten when you were saying it. I was like, okay, that's a that's a whole bank account right there. Point Reese, second fight of the main card. Jacare Souza and Kevin Holland. Reese, lead us off. Mm, okay. This one's interesting. And the reason why this one's interesting is because I believe – was Jacare the one that was supposed to fight? Who got scratched before Kevin Holland on last week's card to, to fight Hermanson? It wasn't Jacare, but I know Kevin Holland got scratched. He's coming Till back and now. And Holland. It, it was Kevin Holland. There was some before Kevin Holland. Till. Oh, Darren Till. Yeah, you're right. And so, but Kevin Holland was supposed to fight. And Jockery, I feel like we haven't seen, yeah, we haven't seen him since he lost to Jan Blahovich. But he's a guy that I think is still extremely underrated. He's old, he's 40, but he's not talked about as much as I would expect him to be because a lot of his losses, similar to JDS, are against the guys that are reigning supreme. And yeah, I think there's a lot to be said about that. Where Kevin Holland, when I was watching tape, the reason why I mentioned the fact that he got was off last week's card is because I'm just fresh off watching tape for him. And he arguably lost that fight to Darren Stewart. He admitted that he lost that fight to Darren Stewart. When you watch the Brendan Allen one back, you realize that Kevin Holland seems to almost be incapable of stuffing a takedown. And for that reason, I would be shocked if Jacare is a dog here. I'm going to say Jacare Souza minus 145. Gotcha. That might even be that might even be low to be honest with you. I think I'm gonna steal a point here. I see it almost the complete flip flop. Jacare's on a downhill skid. His only win in the past like three years being Chris Weidman. We know how I feel about Chris Weidman. Meanwhile, Holland's won four fights this year. He's going for his fifth win in the calendar year. Um, and he's gaining a lot of popularity along the way. I know like the Helwani show is giving a lot of attention. I I think that I'm going to give it the other way. I'm going to go Holland minus 125. Opened at minus 175 to Kevin Holland. It's come back the other way just a bit to minus 140, but Danny will take the point. I figured. I did not. I I do not see a forty-year-old Jacare being the favorite here, and I think I'm probably going to be on your side. Catch me on all the talent. He's got all the skills. More taping to be done. Tune in on Wednesday, but 
one to one. You'll catch me on Jockray come Saturday. Third main card fight of the evening: a lightweight bout, Henato Moicano and Rafael Fiziev. Dan, lead us off. Yeah, so this one ties into last week really well. Fiziev is one of my favorite prospects. Um, that he's one fight in the UFC and he looked incredible against uh, Dia Casey. He's I talk about Tiger Muay Thai a lot. He's a standout. He's got incredible Muay Thai. And it's the same kind of thing as the the last line. I think that his his stock is going up while Moicano's is kind of going down. He hasn't had, I mean, obviously looking deeper into his resume, it's it's Korean zombie and Korean zombie, Jose Aldo and Ortega are his last three losses. So they're obviously killers. But I think that the hype train for Fiziev is there. I'm gonna go Fiziev minus one forty. Man, that, that's definitely putting me on the hot seat for a line here. I mean, when you look back and you see some of his wins, I mean, Calvin Cater is a very, very impressive win. Yeah, losing to Aldo and Korean Zombie. I mean, how upset can you be with that? I agree with the with the perception around Moicano fading a little bit. Fiziev has grown a lot yeah. since that. Fiziev is a freak, though. Um, the DeCasey, if you if you watch that fight, it was like a clinic almost, one I didn't expect to see, and he's no easy out. But I, Dan, I think you said it was his first uh, UFC appearance. Um, I have that he's had three over on Sherdog, and the first one right. ended in a spinning TKO. Yeah, and so again, I, I he has a little bit of experience, but nothing to the likes of Makano. I think it's going to be. Um, I think I think Fiziev is going to be a a, a a small favorite because I I probably will find myself on Moicano, but I think that that you're right. If I was making the line at open, it's going to be different than what I'm about to say because I think that batters would probably bet Fiziev up by now. So I'm going to say Fiziev minus one sixty. Man, that's a close one, but Dan's going to take the point. Currently sitting at minus 145 is your favorite. Oh, Raphael right on what, what did that open at? 115, so it's come up to yep. 145. That's it exactly. continue so, to steam towards Reese. That's what I was going to say. I, I was making it higher because I imagine it to be the it's going to be behind Fiziev, but if I was setting the line out the gate, I, I was going to put it at like maybe 120-ish, um, but I knew it was going to steam up. Two to one DK going into the co-main. Tony Ferguson back in the octagon against Charles Oliveira. Reese, here's your chance to come back. God, this is not one I want to come back on. This this is the one that I think is going to be the hardest one to predict because I think again, we're gonna kind of talk about the perception behind these people, the the stocks. And I think that Tony Ferguson, a guy that everyone was so high on for the longest time because of how brutally he was beating all his opponents. The one Justin Gaethje annihilation, and all of a sudden he's not talked about as much. And I, I think that people now realize, oh, he's he's beatable. Um, I just think that this is his fight. I this one's so tough. I really wish Danny was going to go first on this one because I just I think it could go any way. The see, it's just tough because there's you got Tony Ferguson who obviously knows how to defend against the submission and is great from his back. And I think would probably get the better of him on his feet, but you got a guy in Bronx who 
literally can submit anybody. And he's been getting finishes as of recent too. So I, I cannot emphasize enough how not confident I am in this. I'm going to say Tony Ferguson is going to be minus one minus 155. Let's do 155. Yeah. 155. I think that there's just enough steam behind Tony and enough, just enough batting power behind Tony to get him a solid favorite. But I, I would anticipate that might go down a little bit going into Saturday, Saturday, but for now I'm going to say 155. It's early. See, I, I love your number. You're putting me in a rough spot, but I actually kind of think the trend might move the other way. I think Tony still has amongst co- casuals. I think to people like our former co-host, Max Shiner, he'll be betting Tony Ferguson at any price under minus 200 come Saturday because he doesn't, he undervalues Charles Oliveira's jujitsu and doesn't see what we see. And I do think that there's going to be value come fight night on Charles Oliveira. I'm going to go a little bit over yours. I'm going to go one seven, one eighty. I think there's a lot of name value with Tony Ferguson here. He's obviously coming off of a big loss, but before that, he hasn't lost in since 2013. He was on the longest win streak in the division forever. And yeah. now with Khabib out of the division, he's got to be one of the, like, I mean, he's, he's obviously one of the most unorthodox guys in the division. And I don't really, I'm not super high on him in this fight. I think that Oliveira has all the answers stylistically, but there's so much more name value. There's a lot of Oliveiras. There's kind of confusion amongst casuals. Who's who, what their skill sets are. Tony Ferguson's a name. You know who he is. You know he's brutal. You know he's got great sub games. I think Vegas is going to have a high number here. Yeah, I can't agree with you. I was really hoping that you would go under on mine. By five basis points, Dandy's going to take the point. Minus 170, Tony Ferguson, your favorite after opening minus 130. Oh, let's go. One what was fight. that term that you said? Derby? Darby? The golf term? Dormy. Dormy. <laughs> yeah dormy when your opponent cannot win but they can tie dormy pie my favorite flyweight title event wrapping up ufc 256 we saw both these guys fight just three weeks ago davidson figueredo and brandon moreno going at it for like i said that flyweight belt dan with the 3-1 lead go ahead and lead us off here i've got figgy pretty high here that's no Nothing against Moreno. He's tough. I mean, they both fought pretty recently, and Moreno actually outgrappled Roy Val, which surprised me in, in terms of just the grappling department. I've got Figgy. How high do I want to go? Minus 230? Minus 225. Final answer. I'm shocked by you, Dan. I'm shocked, by I'm shocked by you. I'm shocked by you. For one of the guys who's the biggest Figgy fan I know, I'm shocked by you. I'm, I'm shocked. No, no, it's, it's weird on the turnaround. I feel like you want me to go higher now. I, I expected you to go higher, so I'm going to go higher to make you sour on your own line. Here's the thing that happened. Brandon Moreno got cut from the UFC when they were trying to slim down fly, flyweights. He has come back, and now that the flyweights are real division, and he's, he's done well. Figueroa is the guy that's going to lead this division to the future. I stupidly bet Alex Perez thinking the value was there. 
And I still believe value was there at 230 or whatever. And I was beyond proven wrong in, in one of the fastest missions ever. I'm no longer going to undervalue this guy. I think that if he can learn English, I, I really think that he might be like the face, one of the, one of the most popular guys in the UFC. I, I already feel dumb. Take your point. Yeah. I'm going to go Figadero and I'm going to do it minus let's go 310. And I think that I still <laughs> might be under. <laughs> Minus three fifteen is the number uh, on Figueroa. Uh, too little, too late for me, but I, yeah, thanks. Saving man. face, saving yeah. face. Thanks. I don't know. Nonetheless, I on that one. out of the ten names that we said here tonight, I think all ten of them are awesome, awesome, exciting guys that we're ready to watch. Going to have a hell of an event here, pay per view event. We've got two events here in the remainder of twenty twenty. We've got a main event challenge that's wrapping up. We're going to have an award situation going on here at the Ankle Pick Pod. That'll come after the last event of 2020, so come about Christmas week. Anything else to add here, boys? Yeah, I was just going to say, tune in. We're going to drop this episode, hopefully Sunday night, maybe Monday. Then we're going to have our regular scheduled episode on Wednesday. And then as Kobe took the words right out of my mouth, we are going to have that special episode with a punishment TBD. So... Exciting stuff coming forward in this series. Kobe, as always, phenomenal host. I'm, I'm happy to be here, even though I took a souring out. Can you update the record quick before we sign off? 541 at MMA Capper underscore DK. For now, signing off. As always, rate, review, subscribe. Follow us on Twitter over at Ankle Pick Pod. We like to talk. We like to tweet. So there's action over there all the time. And we will see you later in the week. Till then, cue the music. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.